I'm Carrie Brett, and this is Shot at Love. Today's guest is Angela Gentile. She's the owner of Sweat Remix and a leader in fitness and wellness. Angela believes that if you can change your mindset, change your body, you can change your life. Her goal is to help you break down the inhibitions that stand between you and your best life. In this week's episode, we will look at why we might be stuck, how we can shift from trying to survive, learn to reevaluate, and make adjustments so we can thrive. Angela was inspired by loss, and her vision is to bring the sweat remix to people across the country who are stuck in jobs, relationships, and situations that are not working for them and are ready to make a change. When we come back, Angela will share tips around changing a negative mindset, how to own our part in our suffering, and why we should start where we are. You won't want to miss it, so stay tuned. Angela's path to fitness organically evolved. She started out as a high school English teacher with a vision for a healthier school community. With fierce determination, Angela launched Teach Fitness, a fitness and wellness program aimed at helping teachers take better care of themselves. At the time, she felt stifled in her job as a teacher, stuck in a cycle of bad relationships and paralyzed by the sudden loss of her father. As she worked through her anger, frustration, and grief, she developed the Zen Rage Heal process and Teach Fitness became Sweat Remix. Angela has many certifications in exercise and she taught at Boston's Equinox and built a fitness community across the country. She's been highlighted in Boston Magazine, Bustle, Boston Voyager, Be Well Boston, and Boston 25 News to name a few. Her mission is to help bring your issues to the surface so you can be the epic person you're meant to be. So without further ado, welcome to Shot at Love, Angela Gentile. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. It's so great that you're here. This is meant to be. It's totally kismet, 100%. <laughs> it's really incredible. So my friend Yukai Kachadori, who has the Yukai Business Show, he helped me. He partnered with me to help me start my online dating masterclass, and he never does this, so he interviews a lot of people. He's in the top 2% worldwide and sent me a message through WhatsApp and he said, Carrie, you have to meet my new friend from Boston. Angela, <laughs> this is Carrie. And I wrote back and I said, I would love to hear about you because I was so surprised. Like I said, you kind of doesn't really do that all the time. I went to look for Angela from Boston on his podcast and there was a recent episode of a woman named Angela from Boston, and she was a psychologist who developed an app around anxiety and depression. So I take a deep dive, and I'm like, this will be good. Like, I'm thinking I'll put her on in a couple of weeks when people are really <laughs> hitting, like, the depression holiday mode. And for, like, so you said I'm available at 4.30, and I was like, oh, wow, this woman's, like, so quickly, <laughs> like she's available <laughs> to get on the phone. And so I called you and we start talking about struggles and humanity and you know, getting knocked down in life. So like 15, 20 minutes goes by and you tell me that you're in the world of fitness and wellness and I have another Angela from Boston. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> I told you that's me. That 
you're coming on my show. And then I'm like, what is going on? So I remember I left. I left my studio and I, I came home. Now, my boyfriend has just lost 40 pounds. And, you yeah. know, as couples, when one does, the other has to. Have to yeah. And I came home and I, I was like, Scott, did you call Yukai <laughs> and set up this Danny Bonaduce? We're all in on it. Inter- yeah. inter- intervention here to get me to work out. So it's meant to be. It's That's all so I can meant say. To be. And then the, the phone call happened yesterday and, and you now have moved out of, outside of Boston. So you're about an hour and a half, I yeah. would say, away yep, from me. Half, and sure. the very next day you were coming five minutes. <laughs> to go to an event, like five minutes from yesterday. I know, like this is the signs, although that wasn't the intention when we, right, when you called me or like thinking you're getting somebody else, but this could not have been more aligned to be exactly what it is right here, right now in this moment. So I love it. I think it's funny I love and it. awesome. And we did have a great conversation too yesterday. Yeah, so. I, loved, I loved you right away. And I, <laughs> I just thought, okay, I need to, this is my moment. This is we're going to talk about this later in the episode when life, you know, taps you on the shoulder to change or realign or make a shift. And so the shift that I need to make is I need to start working out again. And so now I think I've just met my new workout guru. That's so this, it. I'll take that. I'll take that. I love this. So this is interesting. <laughs> so I'm excited for this episode. And I think a lot of people need to be motivated. So now take us back to the beginning. Can you give us, can you give the listeners an overview of your journey and why you decided to take the leap full-time into fitness? Sure. I'll try to keep it the abridged version here. Yeah. So it started, I've always been an athlete, like my whole life. Like I, I, ever since I was a kid, I was always running, riding bikes, playing sports. So I don't think being in the wellness and fitness industry was too far off from my own personal passion for athletics. Um, so I was a teacher and I was very unhappy for a very long time. And I just kept thinking, what else can I do to make this job not suck? And I was like, oh, I know, I'll go back to school and get a master's degree. <laughs> you know, like looking back at it now, like, no, girl, that's not what you should have done. But um, so I was in my in my master's program and I had to write my thesis and my capstone. And I was like, if I look at student learning, like I'm I can't, I'm gonna throw up. I can't do this. I don't want any more work to correct. I don't, I don't want to do that. So I was thinking kind of strategically on ways that I could take care of myself, like double dipping and write this, this thesis. So I decided to launch a wellness program at school for our staff and how that could connect to climate and culture and student learning. So ran my, my study, had my classes. And, you know, when we were done with our program at the end of eight weeks, you know, the staff, I was like, all right, guys, thanks so much. High five. Love you. Appreciate you. And I was like, well, wait, we, they're like, can we, can we keep working out? And I was like, what? This is just, I was like, will you guys pay me? And like, absolutely. I was like, what? So I, I started running like a wellness class in my classroom after school for the teachers. And then I got word at other schools and started teaching there. And then it sort of became a conflict of interest. Like I wasn't allowed to take money and do things, you know, on public school property without being a vendor. And I was just a nightmare. So 
I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to make a plan. And I had it on my desk. I had a 12 month plan on like how I was going to exit teaching and how I was going to do this full time. Um, and then my father died suddenly. And that, that rocked me. That shook everything inside me to my core, to my bones, what I thought life was about, who I thought I was, what I, my expectations of what my future was going to look like no longer matched up and grief wrecked me and broke me open. And I had a hard reckoning with myself of like, what do I want to do? Cause I'm not happy. I know teaching isn't it. I know I'm miserable here. So what can I do moving forward? And I knew that I had to quit because I just felt it. I was like, this isn't, this isn't it. This isn't working. I know that, that it's time to do this. So I felt very brave because I was surviving grief and I was getting up every day, missing the hell out of my dad to a point where I like, I just reevaluated everything and, and full steam ahead into something that I was passionate about. And I said, if I can survive grief and I can get up every day, heartbroken and devastated, then I can quit my job. I can leave the six figures behind and I can go into the unknown and start something that is scary and terrifies me. So in 2016, I quit my tenured teaching job and launched my business running fitness programs at schools for teachers. And it was a hybrid class of like meditation and movement um, and intention setting. And I felt that I was super pigeonholed in that because I could only be one person at one school with the same amount of people. So I wasn't necessarily growing my audience. I wasn't growing financially and I felt super stuck. So I pulled back from that and then I met with like a branding consultant and I was like, hey, I got this cool thing that I do. I got this cool class and it's a remix of meditation and movement. And in comes Sweat Remix in 2018. So I launched my fitness brand, Sweat Remix, in 2018, which is a what it is. It's a remix of hardcore fitness and mindfulness and intention setting. And it really is an opportunity to use movement as a cathartic way to move through whatever life event you're going through. So it is fitness, it is meditation, and it's about like healing as well. Okay. You speak about losing your dad unexpectedly. Yeah. And that was... The loss of all losses. Yep, that was it. That was like the apex of, of everything. And I still think it is the, the core of your program because you can relate to people whose emotional bucket is overflowing. Mm-hmm. And at that point in your life, you had a lot of anger and trauma within that bucket. And you you said that... It was like you wanted to run a marathon and, you know, beat the shit out of everything and then never get out of bed all at once. Yeah. And I think people can really relate to this right now because I was talking to you yesterday and you said, it's like you're at the beach (laughs) and your back is to the ocean and it's like another wave takes you down over and over again. And so when your dad died, you, you said that you just had... You had no capacity left. Nope. That you didn't have any capacity to fight or feel. And you love the Brene Brown quote that your story will be someone's survival guide. Yes. Yep. How do you feel about that? 
I think, I mean, first of all, shout out to Brene because she's just like my spirit animal, like soul guide and everything. And I think it's true. I think there are people who are just farther down the path of life with experiences. And I lost my dad at 34. That's young. That is young. That's young. I was the first of my friend circle to be parentless mm. and to lose your parent, especially your dad, before you have a typical life moments like marriages and kids that he won't get to be a part of. So I grieved my present of him not being here, my future and of him not being here and missing these life moments and then the past. And as his only child, he's the other gatekeeper to the memories that I can't remember. So that also is gone too. So there's a lot of loss wrapped up in the actual loss. So I think being so young and experiencing it on the level and the depth that I did, the way that I came out of it, can I hope I can, I, how what an honor that would be to be the, the thing and the person in whose stories uplifts someone out of their own pain and out of their own suffering, and especially what I created through grief. That's also another tool to be able to move through whatever life moments suck and that's heavy and that's hard and that you don't ever think you're going to come out of and survive. Right. So now your dad, he died suddenly, and you talk about how you had to pivot right away. Mm -hmm. And this happened immediately because you had no choice. And, and you've said before that you owed it to your dad to create this beautiful life for yourself because that's the best way to honor him. And I thought, I thought that was so beautiful that the best way to honor him was to keep moving forward. So everything about you is movement. Absolutely. Yeah, I think I think just my dad was so awesome and a lot of how I feel and the way that I speak about him now is a very posthumous revelation. I don't think I had the capacity to truly understand the depth of love and my capabilities of love until I lost. And my dad was dope. And as, only, as his only child, like he would have done anything for me. And he was such a wonderful man and very positive and just had a lot of joy in life. And what a disservice to him if I didn't see that and if I didn't give him the opportunity to live his joy and his charismatic, funny personality through me. You know, I think that that's how I honor him. He gets to live through me oh, and what I do next. So nice. So now... Grief is a, is a real thing, and a lot of people are grieving right now, collectively. Absolutely. And when you were grieving, you had so much negative energy, and you didn't know what to do with it. And I often talk about when I had a loss of a relationship, and although it was not even remotely as losing a father, I wish I had an outlet like hot yoga or something that I could process my grief through. Mm -hmm. And I didn't. Yeah. And I, I was very isolated. And that wasn't helping my cause. You had a lot of negative energy and a lot of rage and a lot of anger. That's saying it lightly. That's saying it super lightly. I'm sure. I'm <laughs> sure. And I think a lot of people are feeling this right yeah. now because they are robbed of a lot of things. Sometimes I couldn't even put a name to it. People would ask me how I felt and I'm like, I don't know. And right. like, what do you mean? I'm like, I literally don't have an adjective in my very apt vocabulary to describe the amount of, of 
anger and sadness and love and hope that I have. It's all happening right now, and I feel cr- I feel schizophrenic and crazy. Mm. So for you, you could either go to the gym and check out, or you would just completely melt down in a class, mm-hmm. and you wanted to create a space where people could go and fall apart. Yeah, I think it's necessary. Because I think we grieve little tiny griefs mm-hmm. <laughs> and instances throughout our day, right? I think we can look at grief as any time that your expectations don't match your reality. Right. That's a form of grief. And that can happen when you're in line at the grocery store. That can happen with your job. That can happen with your relationship. And it sure shit happens through death. So we have to now make amends with what our life will look like without the thing that we expected it to be. Mm. And I think if we give ourselves permission to acknowledge that when we're in a phase and in a state of what the hell is my life, this isn't how it should be, and we find ourselves battling against the should, we're creating a level of suffering that keeps us very anchored and very stuck in an old way of being and an old form of expectations that no longer exist. And I think when we look at how how we move through that versus, oh, I'm not going to think about it. I'm just going to put it away. But the bill always comes due. So if you don't pay the bill when it comes, like you're going to pay some interest, you can pay some taxes on it, whatever it is. So it just amplifies. So I think when we look at like being able to say, this isn't it, identifying it, name it, because you can't move through what you don't name mm. and using all of our movement and a fitness class to be able to move not just your body, but your energy. Cause we're, we, we are energy. We're just vibrating very slowly as a dense matter of a body that we can see and that we can touch, but our energy has the opportunity to elevate. So what if we moved our bodies in a way that elevated our energy too? Mm. Interesting. So negativity, so negative thoughts beget negative thoughts and it just turns into this cycle where Let's see. I mean, COVID has thrown such a curveball at the fitness and wellness space. And for a while, gyms, Pilates, yoga studios were all forced to be shut down. And I would say most people didn't prioritize their health because they were navigating so many things coming at them, homeschooling, working, or both. And I think most people have been overwhelmed, exhausted. They're, They're tired of pivoting and have gained weight. What would you say to those people who are completely stuck in a rut? How great would it be to find the love of your life, the man of your dreams? Do you believe online dating would work if you had the right tools to be successful? Well, I have exciting news. I've created your best shot at love masterclass. I cannot wait to share with you what's worked for me in my life and for many of my clients that have helped over the years. If you enroll in this class, you have a winning mindset and believe in getting help before you start something new. If you're ready to see changes in your dating life and want to take action, 
check out my free webinar at shotatlove.co. If you decide you're going to choose another path, that you're worth it and you're willing to enroll in the masterclass, you can also register at shotatlove.co. I designed this masterclass specifically for you to be successful. Please know that everything you're going to learn in these nine modules and six coaching calls has been carefully curated for you so you can gain the success you truly want. I will be there for you the whole time. In the meantime, I wish you all the success and I can't wait to hear about your story of finding love. I'm Carrie Brett and I will be your mentor and friend through this incredible journey. Like I just, I see you. I, I was there too, you know. I gained about 15 pounds during the pandemic too. Just my routine changed. You know, I was so used to being active all day, having access to equipment and bikes and tires and sleds and weights. And now I'm confined to a 700 square foot apartment that I share with another human being. Right. So there were days where we had to like alternate the living room just to give each other some space, right? So everything that we knew and existed <laughs> for an outlet and a way to care for ourselves and a way to live and a way to find joy stopped. And we were just stuck with ourselves. So I think anybody who's in this space of how did I get here? I just, I see you and I get it and it's okay. It's okay to be exactly where you are. And I think the fact that you're listening to this podcast, the fact that you're listening to me is that you're begging a deeper question of how did I get here? And I think that's the starting point to start to unpack where you go next. How did I get here? Well, I didn't take care of myself. Well, I didn't have this. I didn't have time. And I think when you can start to identify and release all of those things that aren't it's a form of identifying your grief and it's a form of identifying my expectations of what I wanted to do versus what was available to me. And I think when you suss that out and you have an honest conversation about where you are right now and how you got here gives you a launch pad to move forward. Right. And it's a plan. Yeah, it's a, absolutely. You talk about gaining weight during COVID because yep. your outlets <laughs> and your habits and your structure was gone. And I saw that with myself where... Life as how I knew it was over. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was shut down for six months with my photography business and I ruptured a disc. Every year I get in fighting shape for my summer and fall season because it's so physical yeah, and it's so busy. hot that I have to be in some type of shooting shape. Yeah. When you're not doing as many shoots, because of COVID, yep. you're not moving as much. So it's the same thing where you used to walk everywhere. And yeah, you're seeing that where people, they didn't realize it. I've, I have been seeing it in my studio where people needed a new headshot and they're like, I haven't put on a suit in a year or two. <laughs> yeah, and the suit doesn't fit and you don't like the way you feel in your body. Not because of the size, but maybe just the stale energy that's just sitting there trapped the negative energy, the sadness, the frustration, the grief, the anger, all that stuff that's trapped in your body too. Right. So what advice would you have for someone who isn't feeling very good about themselves? How can they shift their negative beliefs about their body image? Just move. That's it. Just get up. Get up and move. Energy attracts more energy. So if you're in that dense place on the couch of, I can't, 
I hate myself, I'm not. And then you're in a real deep shame cycle. And, and we know those, I know that shame cycle. My shame tape volume up is really angry and really nasty and it's debilitating. So what we can do when we move our body is about moving our spirit and our energy too. So when we start moving, we're elevating and more elevated energy attracts more elevated energy. So this is about being a beacon of what you are hoping for and what you are wishing for and what you want to manifest. So if you're stuck and you're on the couch and you're listening to this, put the iPhone in your pocket and get up and walk around your place. Walk around your living room. Just walk. Get up. Just move. Just move. That's it. I'm not asking you to do burpees right now. I'm not asking you to get on your spin bike. I will at some point ask you to do burpees, but I'm not going to ask you to do that right now. But all you have to do is just move. And you make the conscious effort to say, this is the time that I'm shifting. This is the moment where I shift and where I move forward. I love that. Okay. so No burpees just yet, I promise. Okay. So it's just get up and move. Just get up and move. Don't overthink it. No. No, it doesn't need to be that serious. I think people look at like, I have to have out the gate a plan. That'll come. That'll come. Yeah, I like that. I think that's where I get overwhelmed is, yeah. what does a plan look like? Yep. So, so what I is think, it? I think too, sorry, when I, I think when you're really successful at so many things and you're like, I know that I need a plan. I know I need to do this. I know that, you know, this is, I, I, I'm so organized and so articulate in everything that I do. This is like counterintuitive to that. Cause it's a little more messy. It's a lot more messy because there is no plan and there is no action, you know, quantifiable or qualifiable results. And we're not putting it in a spreadsheet. We're literally just moving. That's it. Okay. You know? <laughs> All right. Well, you keep it simple. It's simple. That's it. Simple. So why should someone sign up for sweat? remix because it's awesome <laughs> I mean I mean I'm obviously biased but no it really is I think it's just a different approach to how we move okay it's not come to the gym check out crush it yeah it's not about the calories you burn we're not competing with anybody it's literally a spiritual practice and a way to connect with your body through fitness so it's just very different and it takes away a lot of that pressure and a lot of that like really overt toxic masculine energy that's ridden in the fitness industry of like do more, look like this, crush it, here's the plan. And sometimes I think it's really helpful to embrace the divine feminine energy and fuse both of those together. You can flip tires and be very intentional about your breathing and about what you want this experience to be for yourself. And you can meditate after you flip the tire and it doesn't take anything away from what you're doing. You know, it doesn't have to be this over here. And then I come and do this other thing over here. Like life is messy and it's all things. And I think that's the thing I learned through grief is that it's all things all the time. It's joy, it's sadness, it's pain, it's devastation, it's gross and it's beautiful all at once. And I think when we give ourselves the opportunity to experience all of those things in one particular moment, then we're really giving ourselves the opportunity to live fully as a human being. Okay. So now let's say they sign up and say so a listener signs up for your class. Yay. Come through. <laughs> what, where would you direct them? Because you have lots of things you offer. So 
if I wanted to simplify and start with one kind of class, what would you suggest? I would suggest two different classes for two different reasons. I think stretch class, um, which I do Sunday stretch, is the low entry, like you don't have to have any, you can have every ailment in the book and just show up. You can roll up your, off your couch. You don't even need a bra. You can just <laughs> like, you know, so it's, it's a minimum entry fee on that one. So I think it's just a stretch class. It's just a way to kind of connect with your body. So if you've been away from a body connection, if you've been away from movement, showing up and just stretching and just saying, okay, I'm feeling tight here. I'm feeling loose here. Or that felt good. It's a good way to just honor as a, as a warm up for okay. your body. If you're looking for more of a workout, I have a dope strength class um, and it's no impact. And the beauty of this is you can have weights or not. You can do everything body weight or you can, the more challenging you want to make it, make it, you just add more weights. If you have a set of heavy weights at home, if you want to fill up water bottles, if you want to fill up gallon of water bottles with like sand, you can do that too, whatever you use. So it's, it's up to you of how difficult you want to make it. But the exercises in the, in the strength class are for everybody and there's no jumping, there's no impact so it's really protective and nice on the joints. And you're not going to be doing like high and low heart rate like you would in a HIT class. Mm-hmm. There's no up and down super fast. So if you have been out of it for a while and you don't have that cardiovascular endurance, yeah, strength classes for you. Okay. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. So if you can't touch your toes, you can ease your way back into this. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to throw shade at my mom because she's awesome and she's like lost, she's lost about 10 pounds and she comes to class and my mom is 65 and she, you know, has had a myriad of injuries over the years and lost sight of taking care of herself. And she's, and she shows up and I really, I designed that class for her. Cause she's like, I want to come to class. And she came to hit class and had to sit down. She's like, I can't do this, yeah. <laughs> you know? So I was like, but it's important for me to have her there. You know, her support means everything. And I'm so proud of her that she takes an interest and she's, I think she started doing it for me and now it's switched to her doing it for herself. I love that. So I built strength class into my sweat remix platform for her and it ends up being a really popular class. Oh, that's nice. And people people do bring their parents because it is accessible to a variety of fitness levels too. Right. And they can do it in their own home and I and Absolutely. I like that. Yep. People do it at work. Like if they're staying late at work. Wow. They're in the hair salon or they're like in their office or something and yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. That's so cool. That's the beauty I think of online, right? And on and Zoom. Thanks, Zoom. Yeah, really. <laughs> so I want to talk about weight and being in shape and dating. And one of the biggest blocks I hear is that people want to wait until they're a certain weight to start dating. How can you help motivate some listeners who aren't feeling very good and think nothing will work? Oh, man, that makes me so sad, (laughs) you know, because I don't, it's not about the weight. I hate to say that. I think that that's an excuse for a fear. There's an underlying fear in, in dating. And I might have to bet the farm that it, the underlying fear is something to do with self-worth, not feeling good enough, not feeling worthy enough. So if I could just, and then insert the rest of the sentence there, if I could just lose weight, if I could just dye my hair, if I could just get my skin under control, if I could just get the right shoes, if I didn't have this, if I have 
I mean, and the list goes on and on. Right. It's you just know, limiting beliefs. It's limiting beliefs, 100%. percent just a storyline. So I think what I would suggest is let's move through that. Let's talk about when you come to class and we're sitting and doing some deep breathing and setting an intention before we move. Maybe your intention for class is to shed some of those limiting beliefs of, you know what? Fuck that. I am worthy. I am badass. And I'm amazing. And then all of your movement for class lines up to support that intention. Well, that's, that's, that's really good. You know, imagine if you moved in a way and you started moving your body and your energy in a way that says, yo, I'm a badass. I'm a boss. Right. The world can't help but meet you there. I I agree. I agree. People have a hard time putting themselves first and I'm one of them. I, I really am. Yeah. What is your advice for someone who's gone so far south? I think they lose their belief in their abilities mm-hmm. and what they are capable of doing. Right, right. I think when you people please, because as a reformed people pleaser, high five for up, <laughs> up top here. Yeah. Um, I think when you, you get to that space where you live out, again, you just live outside of yourself. Everything about what you do and how valuable you are and how worthy you are and how lovable you are now resides at the hands of somebody else. So if you don't get the response you want, if you can't control the outcome, which guess what? It's life and you can't, you can't, Mm -hmm. it's going to somehow be indicative that you weren't enough because you couldn't control that. Mm. So what would happen if when you decided in this moment to say, I matter, I matter. And this is my life. And if I don't put my air mask on first, we're all going down. Mm. We're all going down. Right. So I think that's, that's, I think an important like paradigm shift that we can look at is you are no good to anyone if you are not whole and full and happy. And if your energy is negative and you're doing things from a scarcity mindset and a scarcity place, more of the same will show up. And when you choose to elevate yourself and take care of yourself, watch how everyone now responds to a person who feels good about themselves, a person who says, no, don't talk to me like that. I matter. Or no, I can't do that for you because my life matters. I love it. The world will respond to that. I I bet everything I own and believe the world will respond to that. Well, I I can tell you, I literally was like, this is... Like I literally couldn't <laughs> believe that I was on a phone on the phone with someone with who the could, wrong person. <laughs> oh my god! But did I need you at that moment? I, my boyfriend has changed his life so dramatically. The structure of it, I admire him. I haven't changed. I keep doing a million different things. And since I started talking to you yesterday, I already am like a different person. And I I wrote the overview of this episode last night and I went to bed late and I was supposed to get up and do my shot at love clubhouse room this morning and I decided not to do it because I had a full day today and I have a job tomorrow and I had a full week and usually in my shot at love room I help people around dating and my boyfriend said to me did you intentionally not do the room and sleep I said I did because I can't give. Beautiful. Beautiful. I take care of myself. Up top. 
I'm talking. <laughs> high five. High five. So there's a shift. How's that feel? I don't have any guilt about it. Right. Did anything collapse? Did anything go to shit and by you taking a, 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 a minute extra I know. and 10 minutes extra to sleep in for yourself, you know? I'm proud of myself about that. So I'm proud of you too. Congrats. <laughs> so I owe that to you. And oh, I, well, I wouldn't. I'm not. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm excited. <laughs> um, now, you, you mentioned earlier something like, you know, you're in charge of your own destiny and what if you did show up? And yeah. oftentimes we allow other people to drive the bus and you've learned a lot about being in relationships that don't serve you Mm -hmm. and the world kept tapping you on the shoulder but you weren't listening and you were being shown not to date this person that this situation wasn't right for you how did you start to pay attention and start listening oh man yeah that's a tough one and I, I think we've all I mean, I can't speak for everybody, but I think I might be able to speak for everybody on this. I think the world just ups the ante. And you're not paying attention. When we don't have a connection with ourselves, the world will continue to up the ante and make shit worse. So if you're like, oh, I'm going to be in a relationship with this guy, and then you break up and you don't do your work and you don't start to ask questions, you're going to send you more of the same, but this dude's going to suck even more, right? And this is even going to be more toxic than the last than the last one. Um, I think I reached... When I talked about a bucket, I think we all had like our emotional bandwidth. And I had so much in this bucket with my emotions and what I was feeling. And I think after my dad died, I did a ton of work, but I don't think I did all of what I needed to do. Mm. Grief is complicated. And as I evolved as a woman and as I became more aware of myself, I think my grief also expanded. So there was now a new layer to grief that I needed to dive into. And rather than do that, I just got myself in a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. That is a common thing. Totally. Totally. It was like, well, Angela, you can feel this pain or you can like be with this cute guy. And I was like, "Mm, I'm going to be with that cute guy. And like... (laughs) I didn't even like him. I didn't even like him from the beginning. I was just like, he's all right. I was like, he's fine for now. It was a distraction. Totally. But then I, I created this fantasy around him of what our life could be. He had a daughter and I immediately was like, we're going to be a family. I like was creating, we're playing house, right? So he was just a distraction. And eventually that pain that I was running from surfaced. And he broke up with me because our relationship was toxic because he was not the man that I needed. He was not the man that I wanted. And I kept forcing him to be something that he was not, you know? And I, I went, I was crazy, like a psychopath. And when he broke up with me, I hit bottom, like even worse than I did with my dad. I was suicidal. I was alone. So I didn't have anything to latch on to because my job teaching was a safety net. The money I was making was a safety net. So even though I lost my dad, I still had this identity around being a teacher. And when I felt strong enough to quit, I was like, okay, I can do that. And, and I had this fitness business and I had this relationship. So there were other things that I was wrapping my identity into. I had a dog, my dog passed away. So I was now fully Angela. So what does fully Angela mean? Oh, girl. Um, <laughs> I was met with the version of myself that I tried to hide from, the one who was broken, the one who was 
in pain, the one who didn't have everything figured out, the scared little girl who needed a hug and who needed to heal. And I fell face down and I was raw and vulnerable, like really vulnerable. And I met myself. I met a version of myself that I tried to run from and I welcomed her in and I listened to her and I got to know her and I, I did a lot of work to heal her and understand her and give her new tools so that she was no longer hurting. I like that. Your focus now is basically learning to love yourself. Yeah, I was suffering, man. And I think that's what I created in my own suffering as a place for people to land when they're in the in-between and they're suffering too. Like I'm, I'm like taking y'all to the promised land, you know, like I've got you. I've been through it. I've gotten the shit kicked out of me. I have hurt on levels that I can't even really explain and put words to. So come hang with me and I will give you everything that I know and that I can possibly offer for you to go and be the best version of you. I love that. So now that this is where it ends, like, oh, does it have to? (laughs) It's part two. (laughs) Totally, totally. (laughs) Becoming the best version of yourself, leveling up the best you can so that you can attract someone that is in your wildest dreams. Yeah. And you have great trust in the process. I'm not, yeah. Oh, about finding somebody? Yeah. Yeah. It'll happen when it happens, when I am ready and, and the world says, you know what, your time is now. Because he can't rush that. And I think maybe he's not here yet because my focus needs to be somewhere else. Maybe my focus is on commu- like creating a community. My focus is on helping and healing people. My focus is on learning to love myself. So maybe finding love right now is about me finding my own self-love. Maybe it has nothing to do with anybody else. I'm awesome, and I know that I will find somebody <laughs> awesome when the time is right. right. And I think when you live a very full life, I have wonderful friends. My friendships are so intimate like deeply emotionally intimate that I feel very fulfilled on that level. So I don't feel like I'm searching for anything. I've, I've inherently and intentionally cultivated a life that I love. Right. You know? Well, when you love your life and you're vibrating on that high that's frequency, it. look out. That's Because it. that's when you do pull in love. Yeah. Mic drop on that for yeah. sure. And you, and you are, you're, you're, creating your own happiness every day and you're getting moving you can get busy living or you can get busy dying and and no one gets out of this alive you know what I'm saying so we get we might as well do the best that we can and live the ever living shit out of it while we're here you know well (laughs) hey I'm so grateful that you're here and I can't now I have accountability i'm gonna text you tomorrow you come to class i this know week. i don't can't, think i'm not I can't and wait. now everybody listening is gonna follow up too just saying oh, i love this i love this so where can people find out more about you and follow you on social media awesome go to instagram sweat remix facebook is sweat remix and go to sweatremix.com. and you can also find me singing in my car on my own personal instagram page which is the angela gentile <laughs> <laughs> I do. I I cannot sing. Let me full disclosure. Like it is not a joy. It is me screaming at the top of my lungs to like classic rock and nineties hip hop. 
Oh, I love it. I <laughs> but love it's it. a good time, so come on through. Well, I can already <laughs> sing your praises because you are amazing and you're super inspiring. And I have to say, I know one of the things your dad always said to you was he was proud of you. Very and much. And I'm super oh, proud of you. Oh, you're make me cry. <laughs> and you did a great job on this episode. So thanks thank for you. all your inspiration and everything you do. And thank you. I appreciate that. And thank you for giving me space to share my story and to help people. And I hope to see everyone who's listening. Hope to see you at Sweet Remix soon. I love that. Thank and, you. And you'll be back. <laughs> Part <laughs> two. Journey it's the follow-up, too. It's the accountability <laughs> call. It's the accountability <laughs> podcast is what we're calling it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> thanks. And for now, this week's Shot at Love dating tips, which are inspired by our guest, Angela Gentile. Number one, go on active dates. Go for a hike or even try out rock climbing. It's a great way to learn about communication and how that person shows up when things get hard. Plus, if the date isn't great, at least you got a workout in. Number two, get clear about what you want. Move with intention. Know that you're dating with a purpose and you can pivot if things don't work out. The key is to keep moving forward. Number three, work on being the best version of yourself and work on loving yourself. Maybe your shot at love is to love yourself. I hope you found some of my tips helpful this week. This is what Shot at Love is here for, to help you find love. up the commitment to yourself and commit to helping someone else by sharing this podcast if you like this show please subscribe and leave a five-star review i'm carrie brett and we'll see you next time